Engineer Joe here. Uh, just uh, letting you know that the first couple seconds of this episode got cut off due to technical difficulty. My bad. But it's going to start uh, with Marion introducing herself, and it's all good from there. Enjoy. Happiness Island, and I can't wait to hear Sam Matha's voice over on Ream Island. Hi, um, I'm about 15 minutes and two other islands away from Marion. Um, and my name is Samantha Newcomer. I'm originally from Philadelphia, and I'm an instructor here at New York University Abu Dhabi. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm glad that we're um, we're all here. So there's six of us. So that's fabulous. Um, we're going to take a look at three poems by a poet named Anne de Vilblis. And I kind of love that name, De Vibliss or De Vibliss? What would you say? De Vilblis? De Vilblis. De Vilblis. Can I say bliss, though? De Vilbis. Thank you, Ian, for letting me butcher your name for a second there. Um, so, anybody ready to jump right in? Because if you're not, I will. Let me just do it. I'm just going to do it. You do know it. what else happened today? What? I drank a whole French press of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came to school and I got another one. How, how big was the French press? I, you know, like a standard French press. Like a four-cup French press? <laughs> I'm ruining the story. I don't, I don't know. Story. I don't know, but I'm coffeed up. <laughs> Me too. I'm drinking all of the coffee since Tim is in here. All right, so here we go. Do it. And de, de Vilbis. And de Vilbis. Spell to cultivate gentleness. Pull the petals from this year's roses until they rest in your palm, a flock of yellow lambs. Become quiet as the slip of blue trailing the skink as he runs to a calmer scrap of sun. Borrow the umber from the wheat and gild the barbed stalking of wild thorns. Mellow what is bitter careful as a honeybee who knows death inside the sting. When your blister-mouthed daughter comes to you seeking water, give her your every drop. Think of milk and let it soothe you like the white silk that waves once the war is over. There you go. Really gorgeous. What's a skink? Tell me what a skink is. You know, I didn't mean to look that up. Is a skink a skunk? I thought it was a small woodland creature, but I am looking it up now. Okay. Uh, it is a smooth-bodied lizard. Oh, that's right. Typically, well, you said it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Now, see if Tim was here. I <laughs> being being that he had spent much some of his lifetime growing up in Florida. I bet he would have known this game. Yeah. No, I I thought it was like a, a woodland creature, but it's it's really a desert creature. Tim, Tim yeah. You know, when yeah. I was a kid growing up in Florida, I used to chase skinks down my yard. <laughs> Is that your imitation of Tim? Yeah, is it good? I think it's pretty good. <laughs> it was a good imitation. I, I was like, Mary, you didn't throw up. 
what do you say? But it was, it was a very good Tim Fitz imitation. <laughs> but you know, okay, so I, I, I focus on the skink because in the spirit of Tim Fitz, it's the radiant image that mm-hmm. he so loves that seems to be like on the tip of this poem's tongue, right? Like it is, it's, it's an incantation, right? Right. Um, so it's an incantation of these stitched images. Yes. Um, and I'm super, I'm just curious to know what you all like think of that feeling that the poem creates in that incantation. Well, I, I love this sort of like attendant narrative that sort of like, you know, I mean, the spell is so general. And so we kind of have the beginning of like a desire for something. Um, and then the poem kind of moves back and forth between sort of these general instructions and these like very specific moments. And I sort of love, because I mean, one of the, one of the dangers of a poem like this is that you have a narrative that feels withheld um, and it doesn't feel withheld. It feels kind of like slightly occluded, which I'll relate to the occult, which is the spell. Right. Mm. So I, I don't know. I had, I had this really satisfying sense of being next to a story that's still opening out onto something kind of humanist. And I really liked that. I mean, the blister mouth daughter is really gorgeous. Yeah. Um, And I like that last line, like like the white silk that waves once the war is over. That was such a surprise. They came from so outside and usually that might be startling, but I don't know, it startled me in a good way. It's a sense of calm that I really like, Mm -hmm. especially towards the end of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like an image system, right? I mean, the water gets you to the milk that gets you to the silk, right? And the blister and the soothe and the, like, I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, it sort of flows really beautifully in a very, very associational way. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not overdone, right? I mean, it's, it's really, really subtle. So, and that's why I want to go back to the skink, if you don't mind, right? Please do. So, the, the pleasure of that first stanza, call the petals, like that's just lovely in the mouth, right? From this year's roses until they rest in your palm, a flock of yellow lambs. And, and that's a pleasure on the page to see the way palm yeah. and lambs match up, right? And then become quiet as the slip of blue trailing the skink as he runs to a calmer scrap of sun. I don't think I've ever heard a better description of a shadow my life uh, a calmer scrap of sun i know that i just loved that phrase but yeah it's, yeah it's blue it's a blue behind the skink like that must uh-huh. be in the sun casting a shadow looking for looking for more shadow like it's just beautiful like the the layering of that um and then borrow the umber from the wheat right like it's just it's a, it's a surprisingly like complex series of images um, delivered in this, like, you know, occultish, occluded incantation. Yeah. You know, I cannot believe I'm about to say this, but I am. Like, spoiler alert to our listeners and those of you, um, a note to our listeners only one or two of us see these before they get brought to the table and we have had zero conversation. Um, so what I'm going to tell you and our, our staff is that all three of these are spells. So Anne must be working on a series of spells. And I just kind of wanted to put that out there as we discuss. The next two poems are also spells. So I think you're saying that if you're listening to this podcast, there is a high degree of magic that is emanating <laughs> from 
High chance that Anne is indeed a witch. Oh. <laughs> I hope so. I hope she's a witch. I love witches. One, one, one theory of poetry, the, some of the earliest fragments of written poetry in the West are spells. Um, that ma- magic and writing are deeply connected because it's this thing that stabilizes something in the universe and then can kind of make something happen. Um, and so the earliest spells, these kind of incantations, um, which I firmly believe continues to exist in the soundbite, that if you continue to repeat the soundbite enough, you can often make it true or make people believe that it's true. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for like actually this is returning us to a kind of origin narrative of poetry. Oh, fabulous! Well, I'm glad to hear it. They're most they're mostly curses. I mean, they're mostly like spells to make people's chariots lose races. Oh, like I mean, they're not. They're, they're, yeah, and, and this is these are all all three of these are positive, especially yeah. this one. To call we feel, to we feel much better about this magic than like yeah, cursing gambling. You know, Zoe. I, you don't, you know me the least of everybody present. I'm sort of a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Marion? I mean, you are too. How are you witches? Do you cast spells in your spirit? What's a witch that just walks around and things happen? Hillary Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Not, you know, are you casting spells? The reluctant witch. No, Kathleen, the, what is the word I'm looking for? Are you saying you feel connected to nature? Are you saying that good luck follows you? Or are you saying like... Do you twitch your nose and things happen around you? Like, are you clairvoyant? Oh, well, we, we promised we wouldn't go on tangents. But, you know, I just mean like I walk in rooms and lights flicker three times. Oh. I think of a thing and it happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're like a character from like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> well, Walking I'm, I'm saying Marion has this magic power as well, right? Marion often knows who's knocking on the door, like that kind of thing, right? No. But what happens to me is I often forget that I have that power. So every time it happens, I'm like, holy fuck, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there, we got we to figure out what that word is. People that walk around with magical powers without without intending. You know what I mean? Like right. just, things just happen. I think Stephen King calls that the shining. <laughs> I think researchers call that expert knowledge. Well, this is why I keep say, saying Hillary Clinton. There is something about being a powerful woman in the world right now that feels like it has to come with some kind of crazy framework, right? Like, oh, you're so powerful because you're witchy, right? Rather than simply being oh. how badass that you are, Kathleen Volkmiller, right? So that's what I, I want to. I want to ship a book that I read um, that's great, kind of on this topic, and it's by um, a woman named Kristen Soley, and it's called Witches, Sluts, Feminists, and then it has a second subtitle, and it's exactly what you're saying, Mary, and it, like, intersects these three ideas of women, and basically you can, like, replace one of these words for the other in modern times or medieval times, and you get a lot of the same image of a woman. I can't wait to read that book, Sam. Thank you, Samantha. I will bring it to your office. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Marion, you bring it to Portland. Yeah. And then Kathleen, keep working on that essay about bewitched because I know you can think about that. Wait, I say about what? Baby, get get up on your mic again. Bewitched. 
Do you remember the essay you were thinking about? Oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. This These times would be good times for that piece. But let's get back right. to Anne. To, to let's get back to Anne. Yeah. to say that she, too, is bewitching us with her spells. How's that for a segue? <laughs> well, I think I think that part of the reason that we're going off on a tangent is because it's kind of returning us to ourselves. That like what happens in the poem um, brings us back into our own lives in like a really satisfying way. Wow, definitely. See, told you you were the resident smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> Something else I really like about this poem is, though it's a series of images, it could in one way like read as like one spell. Like there's one situation, like maybe with the daughter and there's this one spell, or it's like this almost like cultivation of like a way to, of gentleness, like for the long term. So I like this idea, like, is it like a short term spell or a long term spell? And um, I feel like you can read it either way. Yeah, I think like we should vote. And then the spell for the long term. Did you just say mm -hmm. vote? Yeah, I think we should yeah, vote. Yeah, because uh, we do have two more by Anne. Yeah, two more. And, yeah. Um, all right. So let's do it. Let's do it to it. You guys ready? Yeah. Ready? One, two, three, vote. Okay, holding her breath, and it's in. And guess what else? It's unanimous. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, man. We love when that happens. All right, who's gonna uh, read "Spell to Begin Again"? I want to hear Ali's voice. <laughs> All right, that's true. Thank you, Marianne. Especially because we're gonna lose him so soon. I'm in denial. Get up on that mic, Ali. Get in there. Okay. Uh, spell to begin again. I wake with a black shroud draped over my head because of windows, because the sun insists with its terrible heat. I unravel myself to the light. Weaken it as I am. Spill my limbs onto the floor until they start to obey. Each hour is molasses spooned into my maw by an anxious mother to hide the bitter taste of medicine underneath. I trudge and amble with nervous hands, wear narrow paths into the carpet, into the wood of the floor underneath. Each day, the things I want pile up like dead leaves until I must find the big rusted barrel and burn them. Each time in the embers, a new shape rustling to life. Gorgeous. Leave me snapping. Um, I love that final image, a new shape rustling to life. I so see this like whirl. You know how those would be a little, what is that called? A squall, you know, a pile of leaves will spin in mm -hmm. front of you, you know, and that's what I see in the coolest way that it goes all the way up into a person. Mm. And all that description of, of the waking up, weak knit. My limbs spill onto the floor. She until really they obey. has beautiful descriptions mm -hmm. in her spells. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is a beautiful way of teaching me about the mystery of descriptions, right? That a description is a spell, isn't it? Right? Like the careful way in which we describe 
a physical attribute or the natural world or whatever it is we're looking at is in fact a flipping magic spell. Thank you. She, her descriptions are beautiful. These mm-hmm. are little spells. Those, I mean, this is, this is darker, let's say that, maybe negative, you know. Um, each day the things I want pile up like dead leaves until I must find the big rusted barrel and burn them right but our title is spelled to begin again makes you think of like anxiety or depression right or something like that yeah Yeah. it's just you're piling up the things that you want to do in your head until you give up and then you bring them yeah so but you need to purge them to Mm -hmm. move forward right to begin again i love that that's the title even though what we see is kind of uh dark Mm So I, I actually love the third to last stanza. I trudge and amble with nervous hands. And then the line break is where narrow paths into the carpet, into the wood of the floor underneath. And for the life of me, hanging wood at the end of that line makes me think of every single like fairy tale into the woods, mm-hmm. witchy moment. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it's, then it's, of the floor underneath. So she's, I feel such a control in the, in the delivery of these images that it's um, pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. It, and it is anxious. It is, it does cause anxiety. I try with nervous hands. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can see that. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the fairy tale thing for sure too. Cause we have the, the mother again and that, you know, the very magical image at the end. You know, there's always a mom, right? Or a dead mom, right? Some There's mom figures in one way or another. Um, yeah. Gosh, you guys. What else are we going to say? <laughs> I think we're all spellbound. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, here's here's a little here's a little goofy thing I can say. Um, so the, in the last fake snowstorm, my son and I decided to bake cookies, and we didn't have any brown sugar, so we asked Google what to do, and Google said to use molasses. Did you guys know that? Yeah. yeah. Did you have molasses? And I had molasses in the house, which was also that's magical. Not, that's a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> it was an unopened jar. I have no idea why I bought it. And, and he was like, oh, boo. Like, just assuming we wouldn't have the molasses, but we did. <laughs> so that's just a, a little baker's tip for you, side mm. note. If you're ever out of brown sugar, you can substitute molasses. I think I'm going to be going to the store either way. <laughs> <laughs> you like them, though. I brought them in for you. I mean, Those I, are the cookies you I enjoy. I like the cookies. It's just that I, I'm not going to have molasses oh, in, my, you won't have the molasses. in, in my shelves, yeah. right? Well, it has iron, and nobody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I want to say that the molasses story uh, yeah. makes me actually go right back into the poem and think yeah. about it. That was my okay. intention. Thank you. Thank you. The way – well, okay, so you're, you're – Cookie story is actually about hope, right? Like you can still make cookies if you don't have all the ingredients. And the spell to begin again isn't like, you know, some, you know, loopy hallmark, you know, wishing you all kinds of joy. It's actually 
in it's in the moment of the ache. It's in the black shroud. It's in the terrible heat, right? It's the anxious mother trying to hide the bitter taste, right? It's mm-hmm. the tragic gamble. And, and then it's the burning leaves where, the, where, where there's a resurrection, right? So the way she pulls her punches on beginning again is fucking brilliant. Right? Like, she's not, it doesn't, she resists cliche and she resists like easy optimism here. And yet it is forward looking. And that, that, that shit's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's vote. Nah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it. One, two, three, vote. (gasps) It's unanimous again. It's magic. <laughs> that is really why I told the molasses story because that was magic. I, I, I told uh, when I brought the cookies into the crew, the whole office was filled with the interns, and I was like, "Kids, this happened." <laughs> and then I gave them all cookies, and that was kind of magical too. It was one of those fake snowstorms. Like, here's the reality: I could have driven to the store and bought brown sugar, but we were pretending it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> You guys? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Crickets from my friends. <laughs> Crickets from the staff. Oh, well, you're, they're just pissed because they didn't get the cookies. That's what I think. That's right. Um, all right. All right. Jason, do you have to go? Oh, I think we lost him. He's there. He's muted. Sorry, guys. Yes, I, I love you, and I'm, I'm heading out. I love you. I love you, listeners. I love you, Kathy. <laughs> I love you, Jason. We'll try not to talk about you too much. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Right. Bye, Jason. Bye, Jason. Bye. Have a great whatever you're having. Thanks. Bye. All right, let's talk about Jason. Okay, so one time he slept over at my house and he borrowed some satin pajama pants. And guess what? <laughs> you didn't get them back? I didn't get them back. He kept them. But I have to say, his butt looked a lot nicer in them than mine does. <laughs> so I like to know that they're out there being worn well. <laughs> do you, okay, now that makes so much more sense to me. I could never understand why Jason was taking selfies in satin pajama pants and sending them to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> okay, so who wants to read Spell for Empty Hands? Samantha. I'll do it. Can you hear me? Hell yeah. Here you good. Spell for empty hands. I gave you riot and thunder, rest and feather. I gave you all the salt I had, marrow too. Blame the clouds for your fear of lightning, and you are a fool. Don't hate the dry glass. For lack of rain, the endless sky, for lack of horses. There's no more fault in an empty room than the dust we left behind to mark it. If I had been there when the earth rose too fast to meet you, there is nothing I could have done. If my hands are empty now, it's not for lack of missing you. Yeah, thank you. Zoe, I'm putting you on the spotlight because we only have a couple more weeks with you too yeah (laughs) although the open door policy also applies (laughs) but um she's making all kinds of faces and sounds that you might not be picking up over there i I think this might be my favorite of the three wow it's just very strong for me okay why 
I don't, it's just, I don't know. It's just, don't hate the dry grass for lack of rain, the endless sky for lack of horses. That kind of sticks out to me because it's, it's not the dry grass's fault. So don't, I don't know. You get, yeah, you get the sense. strong. You get the sense that this person, whomever they were, did like everything that they had in their power to, I, I, at least that I'm and getting the sense of like a relationship. Of yeah, there's a relationship here. And and this person's trying the, their hardest to to mm-hmm. make it work and 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 mm. you know mm. it just yeah. but for better or worse they they don't succeed because they have nothing left to give you know they have just empty hands and this is their spell to to recover from that so interesting because mm-hmm. I don't know out, out, help me out did anybody I saw a terrible accident mm-hmm. uh, when the road wait I don't want to screw it up. If I had been there when the earth rose too fast to meet you, there's nothing I could have done. I didn't think of that, but now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. So, so now that you say that, it makes me think of there's a relationship and, and one of the parties committed suicide. Ooh. Suicide. I did not see suicide. I did see. Oh, no, but that actually works. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so it's a failed relationship, mm-hmm. a failed relationship with a suicide. Or what I saw was a terrible accident. Either. Both. Yeah. 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 With the other, I mean, the other, some other. I don't know if it's a lover oh or The who. suicidal mo- notion kind of makes a lot of sense to me rereading it because maybe the person had a lot of hate towards everything. And um, the writer's just kind of saying, you don't need to hate all of these things because they're not necessarily doing anything to you. And yeah, and look back up at the top, up. right? Now, now I'm starting to see uh, Ali's read. I gave you riot mm-hmm. and thunder, mm-hmm. rest and feather. I gave you all the salt I had. I mean, these are a lot of sentiments that are expressed by people when, you know, like mm-hmm. when you when you have somebody that, you know, is tearing their life apart with addiction or something like that, you know, you yeah. feel like you have, you're doing everything you can to oh. try and help them, but they think they, they won't help themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and wow. that fourth stanza too, um, in terms of someone taking their own life, like this idea that, you know, they're unhappy, they don't know where to blame for the unhappiness. Um, I think I'm with Ali on this one. Mm-hmm. There's no Okay, so dear listeners, there are these moments in this podcast when you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, good poem, good poem, good poem, and then you listen to your smart beautiful, generous friends spend time on a poem and you want to weep with its beauty, Mm -hmm. I'm having one of those moments. I had no idea how good this poem is until you all paid attention to it. That's Mm -hmm. an astounding poem. Wow. That's why we're so slow to respond, reader. (laughs) Because we care so much. It's true, though. And, you know, I can reveal this now that we're on number three. When I saw these, I was like, yeah, but not just like Marion said, not like whoop-de-doo, yeah, right? And then when when I was uh, preparing for today, even my second read of them, I was falling more in love with them. And now after the conversation, um, you know, I'm all the way in. I I want to read... The second one, I think. I want to read that every morning, maybe. <laughs> the power of the mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking. I might do that. A 30-day experiment or something. That could be a thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's why we do this podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. 
Holy shit. <laughs> so uh, just also, I'm going to reveal something. Marion, don't get mad. Marion is voting, even though we didn't call for the vote. She's sending me multiple texts with her vote because um, she's feeling it. Where you should have, you know, we are going to try to video the podcast. I just had a conversation with the people in Westfall and they want to do it. So you would see us uh, and the faces we're making at each other would have to behave very differently, right? <laughs> but, it would change the whole dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what we'll have to do when we record? If you're not here, you'll have to be staying live uh, on camera. You can turn your camera on in Zoom, right, Joe? Yes, we can. could be looking at you the whole time. And so we could have like one camera on the screens maybe and one camera on us or something. We'll figure it out. We, we, uh, yeah. Oh, I see you now. Hi. Oh, I get to see your, your house. I've never seen your house, and that's your cat. Oh, that's yes, your and I have a really cool painting. Yes. <laughs> and I just bought a couch almost that color. I promise you. I promise you this weekend. We have Philly matching girl. couches. I'll take a photo and send it to you. Okay. All right, wait, wait all let's right. just go on tours now. <laughs> oh, cool. Where's Marion now? Marion, can you turn your camera on? Just Probably her internet. Oh, all right. Mm. All right. <laughs> okay, so now that we can see you, Sam, you can actually do a one, two, three thumbs up. <laughs> Mary, are you still there? I'm still right here. All right, here we go. We're going to vote. Hey. Sorry. You want to you turn your camera on, Marion? <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Let's see if it works. <laughs> we're like, we've done this three years and we're making this discovery today, right now. Are you ready? Oh, I see you. Hi, Mayor. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three, vote. Woo! Three for three. Of course, because three is a magical number. I'll bet even, even Anne, as she listens, would not hold her breath about how this vote was going to go. Um, well, perhaps it was a spell for PBQ. It might have been. Oh, 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 Joe, can you make that happen again so Zoe can take a picture of the screen of them? Because sure. I love that. With the sound thing the and all that. And Joe, can you do the whole thing? Yep. All right. So... So, wow, what an amazing uh, trio of poems. Thank you so much, Anne DeVilbis and, um, and everybody who was here and talking about them. And I'm so grateful for, the, for you guys and for the authors and for the podcast. It's super fun, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I love it. I love Yay. it. So, Yay. hi. All right. So, <laughs> um, so, so, did you get a shot? Yeah, I got a lot of them. All right. So, um, anybody have anything else you want to say or do? Um, Samantha I might need to read more poems. <laughs> Samantha might have some news about, oh, I don't know, um, oh. something she might have written with one of our oh. PBQ editors. Yeah. What's happening? So um, another PBQ editor here, a poet, um, Amna Al-Harmoudi and I co-wrote a short story um, called Transit, and it won second place in the country's um, uh, Creativity Award that is awarded to literature every four years. Wow. And, uh, Congratulations. Yes. That's <laughs> really amazing. Popcorn on popcorn. Pop champagne sound or something? Let's get the air horns going. Air horns. 
We have nothing, right, we'll we have nothing on hand. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, well, we'll have to like do links and stuff like that. You want to write up a little blurb? We'll put it on our newsfeed and all sure. that stuff. Do some social media. Yeah, definitely. I would love that. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. 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 A lot of PBQ love. <laughs> Thanks for outing her, Marion. She never would have told us that on her own. <laughs> yeah. So to wrap up this episode, let's just thank Anne again and um, woohoo to everybody and listeners, uh, our, our slushies. Keep uh, telling us how you feel about what we're doing and keep reading. All right. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo.